Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Collegians for Christ Bible Study Podcast. It's our desire to help you connect God's Word to your everyday life and for you to know what you believe and why you believe it. Let's discover now what God has for us in this study. The College and Career Retreat is coming up this Friday at 7 o'clock. There is still time to register if you've not done that. All the information and the registration link is at cfcretreats.com. We have a great group that's coming, people from all over. It's going to be an exciting weekend, kicking off Friday night at 7 and concluding Saturday at 3 o'clock. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. Let's jump into our topic. We're going to go over the next few weeks and answer a few questions pertaining to the topic of evil and suffering in our world. Basically, the question that is proposed is how can evil and suffering exist with a loving God? Now, years ago, George Barna conducted a national survey asking adults this, if you could ask God only one question and you knew he would give you an answer, what would it be? Guess what the top response was? Why is there pain and suffering in the world? And I believe it's a very relevant question that we need to ask ourselves and answer for ourselves, but also for other people. Uh, one, One writer said this, the fact of suffering undoubtedly constitutes the single greatest challenge to the Christian faith and has been in every generation. Its distribution and degree to, uh, appear to be entirely random and therefore unfair. Sensitive spirits ask if it can possibly be reconciled with God's justice and love. So what do we know? We know that God exists. We know that God is love. That's part of his character. We know that God is all good. We know that God is all powerful. We know that God is all knowing. And we also know that evil and suffering exist. There's no way we can dismiss it. There's no way we can dismiss God's love. And so how do we reconcile how each of these truths can coexist? Now, this topic, this question can be answered both biblically, reasonably, and logically. I don't think we as believers never need to shrink away or shy away from this question. I believe we need personally to understand how God exists or coexists with evil and suffering in our world. It should strengthen our own faith. Uh, We can't allow this question to sit uh, in the back of our mind and not have an answer to it because when evil and suffering hits in your life, many times it can cause you to get angry with God, get frustrated with the situation with God, and many people walk away. I think about many college students that I've talked to over the years and find out maybe they used to used to go to church or used to be a believer. I've talked to people that they're atheists and I kind of begin to ask them why. I never shy away uh, when a student says, hey, I'm atheist or I'm agnostic. You know, why? What brought you to that point? What what makes you uh, believe that way? And they're always usually very open to sharing. And so many times it can be traced back to some type of evil and suffering in a person's life. I can think about a young man a month or two ago who's asking this very question because his mom passed away through a very terrible disease. To him, why her? She was a good person. She was, it was a good mom. Why God, why would you allow that to occur in her life? And you hear other people, maybe abuse or, you know, some type of accident or whatever it is. So how can you and I answer this question? So we're going to do it on three episodes. We're going to answer this today. Where does evil and suffering come from? We need to understand where it comes from first. And then we need to ask the question next week, why does God not stop the evil and suffering? So we understand where it comes from. God is all powerful. Why does he not stop it? And then thirdly, since God is not stopping it, 
because we see that in our world, what is God doing about the evil and suffering? And so I believe this will be a great help to us as we go through this. Now, Genesis chapter 1, we find that God creates everything there. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And we see there's six days of creation. The seventh day, God rested. Now, God's creation is morally good without sinful corruption at the beginning. We see that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God says, and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. And so God placed the first man and woman who were Adam and Eve in this perfect world without sin, without evil, without suffering, and without disease. So if this is the case, where does evil and suffering come from? Well, let me say this. First of all, God created the possibility of evil. God did not create evil. God created the possibility of evil. What do you mean? Well, what am I saying there when I say that? Let's go to the Genesis chapter 2. Two verses here may be very familiar to you, uh, but it says this, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day thou thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So God gave Adam and Eve clear instructions. He gives the couple everything in the garden to enjoy except for one tree. That one tree is forbidden. Now, at this point, is man holy or sinful? Neither. He's innocent. You see, man cannot be holy or sinful without the exercise of his will which was tested by God's law. Up until the point that God gave them the commandment, they were innocent. They had not made a decision to follow God's word or to disobey God's word. Now, God gave them clear instructions, and he also told them clearly what the consequences of each choice would be. If you obey, physical immorality was there for obedience. If they disobeyed, it would be physical death. Now, while God created the possibility of evil, we must understand that it was man that produced evil's potential. Many times we point the finger back to God and say, well, if you're all-powerful and you're all-knowing, why don't you extinguish evil? Why don't you take away suffering? And we're going to see why evil and suffering is even possible. You see, the source of evil is not God. We must clearly understand that. But man's freedom to choose or exercise his free will. You see, we find out quickly God gave them the commandment. We see Satan comes in. And the amazing thing about Satan was God gave them a positive. What I mean by that, he said, enjoy everything. And there was one thing they could not. Satan comes in and flips it around and made it seem like everything was negative, that God was withholding everything from them. And so they looked and Satan tempted them and tricked them into eating, but they exercised their will. We see in chapter 3, verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse number 7, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Satan said, Look, God's keeping something from you, and it's something that you should want, to be like God's. And God would say, Look, I'm keeping something from you, and that is to protect you. God knew that it was protection, that they should not eat from this tree. While Satan was saying, look, God's keeping something from you. You can't enjoy anything. I'm painting God as a mean bully in the sky. And then they did what? They ate. What happened? The result of that is this sin, this willful decision produced all the evil, suffering, and death that you and I 
know and experience. It moved from potential to actuality. You see, it was there as a potential because they could have obeyed and this could have never happened. And so evil would have never come into the world. But because they disobeyed, evil, suffering, and death came. You see, when there is free will, it allows man to choose evil over God with suffering being the result. You cannot have a world where there's free will and not the option uh, of evil or suffering. Where man has a free will to choose, there is an option to choose right or to choose wrong, to choose to follow God or choose to disobey God. So where there's a world of free will, there is an opportunity for evil. So that's why we say God created the possibility of evil, but man produced evil's potential. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12 tells us a little detail as as Paul wrote about this. Kind of what happened, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So we understand one man's decision allowed sin and death to come in. So we understand man produced evil's potential, but then thirdly here as we think about this, free will allows man to choose evil over God with suffering being the result. You see, we may be tempted to say, well, God could have created a world without evil and suffering. He did. But humans messed it up. You say, what? Yeah, we could point the finger and say, God, why didn't you create a world without evil and suffering? Back up to Genesis chapter 1. Back up to Adam and Eve. He did. Well, you say, well, that's Adam and Eve. I have not chosen like I would have done different. No, you and I choose the same sinful decisions each and every day of our life. Every day that we go through life, we sin in some way against God. So we can't point the finger and say, well, it was Adam and Eve's fault. And I'm just, no, you and I produce the same decisions. So we can point the finger and say, God, why didn't you create a world without even suffering? Well, he did, but we messed it up. So we must remember that creating a world where there is free will and no possibility of sin is a self-contradiction. You can't have free will and no possibility of sin. God created man with a free will to love or to hate him, to obey or disobey his law. You say, well, why did God create it that way? Well, let me ask you this. Do you want to be a robot where you're forced to do stuff? God didn't create us that way. God created us with a free will that where you and I can choose to worship. You and I can choose to love. And because he created that way, uh, there is the possibility of evil. Now, I know when we talk about evil and we talk about suffering, it's high emotions that are usually tangled up with it. So to be very careful, I'm giving you some uh, biblical basis here. I'm giving you some things to think about. But in the midst of somebody's trial, the midst of them going through suffering, the loss of a loved one suddenly or the sickness or Whatever it is, the abuse that they incurred as a child, uh, sometimes this may not be what they need immediately. They may need someone to listen to them. You know, Job is a classic example of why do bad things happen to good people? We ask that a lot. You know, there was Job. We understand behind the scenes, if you're not familiar with the account, you can read it there, the first two chapters. And we understand Job, the Bible said, was a uh, perfect man who escheweth evil, and he was just a man of integrity, a godly man, and you couldn't find any fault with him. Was he sinless? Absolutely not. But as far as uh, him as a person, he was an upright man of character. And Satan approached 
approached God. God uh, uh, ch- really challenged, if you will, Satan, uh, because Satan said, look, you've bought him off with all your blessings. If you will take the blessings away from him, his financial security, uh, his family, all these things, and he'll curse you to your face. And so Satan went out. We understand the power of Satan. He went out and caused all this evil. He caused his business to be robbed and all his employees to be killed. He caused a terrible storm to rain down fire, which appeared to be fire from God, but it was Satan's doing. We understand how much Satan is behind evil and suffering in our world when you read the book of Job. But we also understand Job had these things happen in his life without any justification. The Bible says he uh, did nothing to deserve what happened to him. It was unfair as you and I look at it. But God was behind the scenes, and God, being all-knowing, knew that it was going to grow Job's faith. And he allowed, uh, we understand God can produce good from evil. But as we examine Job's life, and what I'm trying to get at here from where I was originally talking, is Job had three friends. And they were silent for seven days as Job went through this. And, And they did good. And then they began to speak. And they began to share things that were not biblical. They began to accuse Job of, hey, this happened in your life because you have sinned. There's something you've done in your life. This doesn't just happen. And they kept saying these things to Job. And what I say is when people are going through hard times, we don't need to be like Job's friends. If I can just say it bluntly, God pretty much said you just need to hush. They really just needed to shut up and listen more than they talk. So what I'm saying to you is we go through these next upcoming weeks, it's good for us to internalize this and to understand where evil comes from. And we can share this with people at the right place and the right time. But I know sometimes people are not ready for a theological answer in the midst of the hurt, the pain. Uh, But I've had this question come up to me so many times uh, with young people and college students and so forth, uh, that it's a question you need to have uh, an understanding for yourself so that you can communicate where evil comes from, why God's not stopping it, and also what he's doing about it now. So join with us on our next episode, and we'll dive into the question of why God does not stop all the evil and suffering that you and I see today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.